Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Good afternoon. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to Friday. Happy Friday. We're heading into the weekend. I'm Healy Tenpass. You are listening to Focus Fox Valley, a place that brings you conversations that are fun, informative, community-centered, and all about emphasizing the people, the organizations, causes, and ideas that help our area to thrive. And as always, you are welcome here. So pull up a seat. We've got some great conversations coming up later on in the hour. We're checking in with a really amazing project called Meet Your Neighbor. John Nance will join us and talk more about his interviews and photography. And also coming up, it's Made in Wisconsin, which is brought to you by American Grand Nina. So without further ado, let's dive right in. And now, Made in Wisconsin, brought to you by American Grand Nina. say it's a milestone for every parent or caregiver it's when your little one takes those first bites right and you you get so excited and maybe you meal plan and I'm gonna serve this or that maybe you got your first baby food up out of a little jar maybe you made it yourself maybe you tried the baby led weaning approach all are great fat is best right and for one area mom the idea was to create from scratch some locally sourced purees more than 30 different flavor combinations and sometimes sneaking some pretty good things into those foods as well. Little Food Co. was born and we are so excited to welcome them today for Made in Wisconsin. Amanda Santoro joins us, owner of Little Food Co. Hi, Amanda. Hello, Haley. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you. Our family are huge fans of Little Food Co. in our house. Um, so Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I would love to kind of start by hearing... I love to call this the origin story. What is the origin story of Little Food Co.? What made you want to dive into the world of creating baby, toddler, and kid food? Well, it's a really long story. So it's, to shorten it up, it kind of started about almost 30 years ago when I first became a mom back in 1993, dating myself here. Um, I began making baby food for my youngest daughter. Oh, I loved making food. And it's a long process to make food. So um, like many moms out there who have tried making their own food, my goodness, some of my first creations didn't turn out so great. <laughs> so, but I love doing it. And, um, you know, so that's kind of where my baby food creation originally started. And um, I have four children. So um, that's kind of just something I always enjoy doing. And as Each child was born. I made food for each um, child, and my skills developed over time, and I became really good at it. So that's kind of where the baby food creation started. And um, I'm a registered nurse, so those those 
skills, both of the baby food creation and that idea of wanting just the healthiest, freshest, most nutritious food for my children, those two things merge together. So I have a lot of space between my children. Like I said, my oldest child is is almost 30, um, but our youngest is seven. So um, there's a 10 years between my um, my son, who's, well, he's now 18, and then my youngest is a little bit more than, oh, a little bit more than 10 years. Um, our fourth child was born with some special needs, and so he's just a little tiny guy who was very premature. So when he was born, I was really like, oh, goodness, there's got to be better food out there, and maybe I don't need to make my own food anymore. And so that's where I was really busy working full-time as a nurse, and I thought, well, maybe maybe I'll give store-bought food a try again. Maybe it's gotten better. And so that's where I got back into the aisles of the baby food, checking it out. I thought maybe it's better. I was really disappointed because I really felt like it's the same stuff in just a different package. Mm. And that's where the idea of Little Food Company came to life. And so I launched Little Food Company five years ago at the Appleton Farmer's Market. And that kind of brings us to where we are today. That's amazing. And, you know, it, it, it's something that every parent goes through. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make sure we're doing the right thing, especially new parents. It's kind of funny. Little Food Company started around the same time I became a mom for the first time. So I remember seeing your post and being so inspired uh, by what you were creating and selling. Um, and and my little daughter, you know, we ended up kind of going the baby led weaning route. But uh, with my son, I, I went more of the puree right, route. So, you know, every kid is different mm-hmm. but it all comes back though to you know any parent knows that sometimes mealtime can be stressful especially when you're starting out that those first few meals why did you want to give maybe parents a hand in this because mealtime like I said can be very stressful yeah oh my goodness it can especially when you're busy yourself as a parent mm-hmm. and that's really where I found myself with my fourth child working full time, looking down the aisles of the baby food aisle, it was like, oh, help me, please. I need I need something. Um, I really think that parents are busy. My goal is to help make the lives of parents easier and give them an alternative to making their own food at home. So number one, that's why I started the company was to, you know, goodness, um, I've been doing this for a long time. I figured out the tricks of the trade, and I can I can puree in my sleep. Basically, I, I figured that out. So that's number one. I, I can do that, and you can feel comfortable knowing that I don't have any extra additives in it. I locally source the ingredients as much as they're available, um, and I've got that covered. So simplify that. Um, and then two... Um, my goodness, it is stressful, and you want something healthy to give your child. And sometimes um, that, too, in and of itself, you, you want to puree something up, and if it doesn't taste good, and then you've wasted all that time in the kitchen making something, mm-hmm. and then they don't want to mm-hmm. eat it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> gosh, because your time is so precious, and these babies, they grow up so fast. So right. I think that, too, is is spending that time, that quality time with your children. So that one, too. Um, and then I think the other thing is, is having healthy foods that your children can enjoy 
um, from an early age to expanding their palates. So that's the other thing is is just making sure you you try to get your children to have an exposure to different tastes, flavors, textures, whether it's baby led weaning, whether it's purees. Each child is so different. So different. Even if you know you've got one child that likes one thing, another one will like something totally different. So even if you know Johnny loved beets, that doesn't mean that Sarah's going to and vice versa. So always just expose your each child to something. And if they don't like it the first time, don't give up. It's, it's good to try to expose your child to something 10 times before you give up. And truly that is what's going to help exposing your child, expanding their palates will help reduce them from being picky eaters later on in life. And that's what's going to create healthy eaters down the road too. So that's kind of the trick of the trade. Yeah. Amanda's going to share with us some of those flavor combinations that she's come up with. And everything's made in your store in Kakana, correct? Yes. Yes. I make everything from scratch. Um, I am the one in the kitchen. I do have people that come to help me. Um, I have wonderful helpers, family and friends. But yeah, um, you know, I've got beets, um, fennel, um, avocado. Oh my goodness. I love roasting ingredients. Like I, I roast the bananas and the um, strawberries. Um, uh, kohlrabi is another one I love to work with. Um, right in front of me, I've got pear banana avocado. Now that's kind of more of like a tropical flavor, but, um, you know, if you go on my website, I, I rotate through the different flavors. So depending on the season, it's, you know, Right now, I've got, you know, the, the pumpkins in the season. Right, so right. that's kind of fun. And um, then, you know, um, it's just kind of different as you go. And so that's really interesting and keeps it creative. And again, it keeps expanding those palettes as the seasons roll on. All right. We're going to take a short break. But when we come back, more on Little Food Company with Amanda Santoro, the owner here. So stick with us. This is Made in Wisconsin on WHBY. Once again, welcome back to Made in Wisconsin, brought to you by American Grand, Nina. And we're talking more today about Little Food Company. They are diving headfirst into feeding our littles, and they're doing a great job at it, too, with more than 30 different flavor combinations uh, of their foods. Truly incredible. We have Amanda Santoro joining us, the owner the owner of Little Food Company. And I'm curious, uh, what's your best seller? What do you find kids really gravitate towards? Um, right now, our best seller are, are apple sticks, and close in second are freeze dried smoothies. Uh huh. Yes, really fun, and it goes a wide range of ages. So anything from those first bites where they're wanting to feed themselves, these apple sticks are go to. Anywhere to like twenty somethings, or even adults who have lost teeth. Um, I have some elderly customers who are no longer able to bite into apples but love apples so much they're able to enjoy these apple sticks because they're freeze-dried they soften in the mouth with the saliva so my goodness you've got a wide range of ages that can enjoy it so they are best sellers yes 
that that's a really amazing point um, because food sensitivities and and you know the way people eat things not just a kid thing sensitivities can continue for adults they can continue a- into older age so to make a type of food that is palatable you know because not everyone wants to eat something from a jar that's been sitting on the shelf for who knows how long and has maybe some bonus ingredients in there that (laughs) we don't necessarily know how to pronounce right uh so knowing that it's fresh and made and sourced locally i'm sure is is something really refreshing for people maybe dealing with food sensitivities Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i don't know if i mentioned but our facility itself is top eight allergen free so I do have a lot of uh, customers that are sensitive to um, gluten, dairy, eggs, and just having those um, ingredients even in a facility that makes them unable to consume a product like that, um, it really makes it um, nice that they are aware that we don't have any of those ingredients in our facility. So that's really wonderful, too, for those that it's important to them. You've been around for about five years now, and you've been to a ton of our area farm markets. How else are you selling Little Food Company? Your website is pretty popular as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our website. And um, I am in a few grocery stores. Um, locally, we're at the Free Market in Appleton. That's where we have our purees. Um, we're in um, some grocery stores outside of the area, too. And um, one of the things that we're looking at now that... Um, the freeze-dried items have been going so well is including our freeze-dried items with wholesaler grocers. So that's one of our next steps that we're looking at um, down the road. What do you love about running a business in not only Wisconsin, but in the Kakana community? Um, I have had such tremendous community support. Um, You know, even like from you, you know, a customer at the farmer's market, and then you say, hey, wait a second. Handed her my business card on the spot. I said, I got to get you on the show. Yes, (laughs) you turned back around and said, this would be great on my show. And it's stuff like that. Um, Or when I've had moments where I've I've needed that extra support or, or, you know, people have said, hey, how are you doing, Amanda? Or my goodness, my kids love this. It's that people are so supportive in this community and honest to goodness I've lived in other areas and I don't know that in other areas people are like that and Mm. that has meant the world to me Mm. my son loves the free dries freeze-dried snacks uh he ate a whole bag of the sweet potatoes this morning and i felt (laughs) great about it you know dig into those sweet potatoes kid eat all the sweet potatoes (laughs) you want it's it's a good feeling as a parent to know your kid is enjoying something and that it's good for them as well you kind of mentioned your team a little bit though and i love to give a shout out to the people you're working with um but a lot of family and friends kind of help you out to get and keep Little Food Company rolling? Yes, I couldn't do it without them. I mean, I am the face and the one in the kitchen. I, uh, I got my hands on every single bag that goes out. It is truly me. But I couldn't do it without the support of, of truly my family and, and the friends. Truly, the people that help me in the kitchen are my friends. Um, whether they started as friends, but they're, they're working with me and they have become my friends. And, and truly, that they're, they're wonderful. Um, and yeah... It's great. My final question, I love asking this one, but what are you proudest of? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. Mm -hmm. Um, The last two years have been really difficult. And I think a lot of people running a business right now would agree. Um, Navigating a business through the pandemic, what a challenge. And amongst that time, I suffered a stroke. So Mm -hmm. when you ask me about 
running a business in this community, the support that I received through the community and my customers, I, I don't mean to choke up a little bit, but it just meant a lot to me. Um, and even when it seemed overwhelming during that time period with my own medical things, um, it kind of just gave me that extra oomph to keep moving forward. And so I'm really proud of my persistence. And I'm really proud of where I'm going moving forward. And I'm just, I'm so excited to be still standing on my two feet. Mm. And I'm just, I'm really proud of my business. So, And you should be, you should be, Amanda. How can we get in touch with Little Food Company? How can we find and stock our freezers and our shelves? Uh, let us know how we can connect. Yeah. Well, I'm still at the uh, Appleton Farmer's Market. We are still open through um, the end of October, Saturday morning. So I'll be there tomorrow. Um, and um, my website is littlefood.co. And um, I'll, actually, we're starting up a playgroup again in Oct- uh, October 11th on Tuesdays. So that's a fun way to come into our shop. Otherwise, we're usually closed because it's our production facility. Um, and also on Facebook and Instagram eat it's at at eat little food um so yeah well amanda i'm so glad you could join us and share your made in wisconsin story with our listeners happy eating and uh i can't wait to see what's next for you thank you so much for having me here Haley. it was so much fun absolutely all right made in wisconsin with little food company here today hopefully you enjoyed learning more about their made in wisconsin story This has been another edition of Made in Wisconsin, brought to you by American Grand Nina. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley and WHBY. Our thanks to Sturdivant and Associates for their support of Focus Fox Valley. You'll find them in the old train depot, 500 North Commercial Street in Nina. Eric and Carl, ready to help you out in the world of Medicare or Medicaid. Called 920-969-1956. Well, it's a pretty easy concept, getting to know someone, right? We're taught to have conversations or introduce ourselves when we're meeting somebody new. But do we really know our community? Do we really know the people who live, work, and play here? That is kind of the heart of an amazing project by John Nance. John, I'm not sure how to describe you. Photographer, curator, artist, uh, the visionary behind Meet Your Neighbor, an amazing exhibit that people can see very soon at the Trout Museum of Art. John, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So this this project, I love it so much. Meet your neighbor. Uh, I would love to get right to the heart of it, hear the okay. story of how this came to be. Okay. Well, uh, it first started out me, uh, you know, being a photographer and wanting to have a project under my belt at some point. And I'm like, okay, well, I understand the technical parts of like how photography works, but like, what else can I do with it now? Mm. So, Basically, I met a lovely lady, lady uh, down at the Trout Mame, Valerie, and she kind of had, we had the same idea, but we didn't know that both of each other wanted to do it. So it kind of started out as uh, me wanting to 
travel around the Fox Valley, you know, whether that was Oshkosh, Nina, Menasha, Green Bay, whatever people consider the Fox. And I wanted to collect stories of random people around the Fox that, you know, I wanted to put other people in front of other people that they wouldn't meet on a daily basis. I mean, yes, we're a very small town, very small city, but everyone has their own little schedule, their own little route, and it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to like pinpoint two different types of people together. So what's the best way you can kind of do that? And I think photography is one, and you know, advertising at a certain point and putting it in people's faces, I think was probably the best opportunity. So. Me and Val came up with an idea. We were just like, hey, you should just interview a bunch of people and you should photograph them because I know you like photographing, but hey, let's challenge you. Uh, I think you should record the audio and get stories back from these people. And I'm Mm. like, okay, there's no writing involved. There's no video involved. So honestly, I think I could do it. So I think in the process within the last five months, I end up getting 25 people to like sit down, talk to me people to share very like you know very I wouldn't even say dark spaces but like you know the light and the dark spaces in their lives and uh I think it was super amazing even now just thinking about it I was so scared when I first started the project I'm just like okay how am I gonna get people to like want to talk to me also not alone that also photograph them in very vulnerable ways because People don't like cameras. No one likes anything being pointed at them and being shown to others. So mm-hmm. it was a, uh, it was like kind of like breaking the ice all the time with people constantly. But also in that process, you're learning how to talk to people, what not to say, what to say, mm-hmm. what are things that'll make people more open to you. Like what's something that won't shoo people away. Like you're kind of learning to be not a therapist, but you're learning how to operate with other human beings other than yourself. And I think that alone is very amazing. I think it's not hard. It's very hard for a lot of people in order to do it, too. So I think me being in a position where I was like, okay, uh, am I going to be able to, like, you know, get these people to talk to me? Am I going to get them to, like, give me very vulnerable stories? And it's like, okay, and, like, how do I actually do it? So, yes, I I think the process of this whole project taught me a lot. It taught me how to operate with other people other than my own and it also like kind of taught me to just to be very open-minded about what people are going through and knowing that your story and someone else's story can collide at some point but also at the same time everyone's going through their own thing so you have to be very conscious of things like that what a what a vulnerable project yeah 25 people 25 people and vulnerability i would think on both sides Mm -hmm. of the table to Mm -hmm. have those folks you know Mm -hmm. open themselves up to to you maybe they did they know you beforehand did Um, you meet random people i challenged myself so like some of the people like i did know just a little bit but it like i still push myself i'm like okay well i'm getting this photograph of you and it's a very intimate photograph of yourself that you probably will I mean, you'll have it, of course, but, like, the way that I shot it and the equipment that I use, it's not a normal thing. It's like, you know, it's not a digital camera where you hook it up to the computer and that's it. There's a camera. There's film. You have to load it. You have to shoot it correctly. And then you have to develop it correctly. Mm. And then you have to print it correctly as well. It's almost a lost art yes, form right yes, there, Yes, so it's a, it's a process. It, <laughs> yeah. it gets way better as well, too. I have an older friend um, by the name of Alex Simpson. He does a... Uh, he does a lot of wet plates, actually. So I've kind of just been, like, under him and just, like, watching him, how he, like, does things. And honestly, that's kind of where it came from, too, is just being a photographer and, like, wanting to do it forever, but, like, 
keeping yourself like you know as excited in it because I think just shooting regular stuff every day can definitely get you a little bored of it but when you make exciting things for yourself exciting projects it it keeps you going and it gets you uh it gets you up in the morning keeps you out of trouble I love this. We're talking with John Nance, uh, the visionary behind Meet Your Neighbor. And there's an opportunity for you to see Mm -hmm. John's work. So we're going to take a short break and we'll fill you in on more of the project and how you can get your eyes and your ears on it as well. Stick with us. You're listening to Focus Box Valley on WHBY. Let's check in real quick with Jacob's Meat Market, 544 North Law Street in Appleton, where Nathan joins us today. Hi, Nathan. Good afternoon, Haley. Good afternoon. All right, let's jump into those specials. we got a Packer game this weekend. Uh, and yeah, I think we sure do. Uh, yeah, i got some great specials for you this week. i got fresh, all-natural, boneless, skinless chicken breast, three forty-nine a pound. Jacob's very own ham salad, three eighty-nine a pound. I have a bone-in pork chop special. I have regular or stuffed cut. Two forty nine a pound, or I have griller chops at two ninety nine a pound. I have bone and country style pork ribs at dollar nineteen a pound. Jacob's very own ring bologna five forty nine a pound, and that comes in plain or garlic variety. And I have a Wisconsin Munster cheese four ninety nine a pound. And the brats of this week this week are going to be Jacob's very own sauerkraut brats or bacon cheeseburger brats, both at four fifty nine a pound. Sounds good, Nathan. And what's on the lunch special for today? Our lunch is deep-fried shrimp with potato salad and steamed peas and carrots, all for just $10. All right, that's quite a steal. Nathan, let us know where you're located and your hours, please. Yeah, we are located at 544 North Law Street in Appleton. We are open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can always give us a call here at 920-733-1031. All right, Nathan, you have yourself a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for checking in with us. Thank you, Haley. Jacob's Meat Market, 544 North Law Street in Appleton. We are back learning more about the Meet Your Neighbor project, which is coming soon to the Trout. John Nance with us here today. Let's get those details out right away. When can we see these Um, 25 images? So uh, they're already actually up, but September 10th tomorrow will be the date that you can walk downtown and there will be a list on Trout Museum's website where you can go and look at the specific, you know, restaurants, stores, businesses, whatever the images were put in. And the goal is to, you know, bring more people together put more people in front of other people and that's exactly what this project did and it's doing it you know kind of again with like you know being able to put yourself into other people's businesses that you probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't care to go to at all or like you know you never really thought about going to so yeah it'll be tomorrow around 10 a.m to about like four o'clock and you can come downtown maybe you'll catch me maybe you'll catch the trout too and i'm pretty sure you can show up to the trout museum and they will show you or give you a map for where you're able to go and they'll guide you. But, you know, the trout can be the first place you can go and do like a nice little circle. And then come back and maybe if I'm there, you can let me know uh, what you think about the images and maybe the project. Fantastic. And people can also, this is a, this project is twofold because mm-hmm. you took photographs, but you also sat down and interviewed and mm-hmm. really had conversations yes. with these individuals. Mm-hmm. I, I love your interview style, mm-hmm. by the way. It was very, you listened? I did listen to a couple of them, yes. Awesome. And in the time we had since we booked this interview, it uh-huh. literally came to be within the last couple of hours. So uh-huh. I listened while I was prepping. Uh, I listened to Layla's for a little bit. Really? So powerful. Yeah, yes. she's amazing. She's amazing. And uh, there's there's many more to go. Mm-hmm. How can people find those interviews if they want um, to listen? You can either go on YouTube and find them at Meet Your Neighbor 
or you can go to my Instagram is Romero Nance and you can go into the link in my bio and you can go through that or you can go to the through the trout actually. I'm pretty sure there's a link in there where you can go and like there'll be a little playlist for you. There's easy ways to find it. It's meet your neighbor. So look it up anywhere, you'll probably be able to find her. Fantastic. And this isn't the the end for Meet Your Neighbor. You're hoping to do some more? No, not at all. So I would say after five months of doing this project, I don't really want it to go to waste with just doing a little gallery and then just like telling people I took pictures and did interviews. And then they just sit there. I want to be able to make a physical copy for people. Mm. People who can't come up and like actually see the dark rooms like prints that I made. So uh, hopefully around December, January, I'll probably be putting out a book of 25 and then whoever gets the book, there'll be like an extra five interviews and you'll be able to, you know, actually have it there in front of your face. A physical copy is always better and it feels greater in hand. So I think a book is probably, you know, the last outcome of this project, but I'll continue to do more. But the volume one book will come soon. Well, keep us posted, John. And I love this project. Yes. So happy to get the word out. We'll make sure to link it over at whby.com. Where can we follow you again? Follow um, along with what you you're You can on? follow me on Instagram at Romero Nance, or you can go to my website at RomeroNance.com or, you know, on YouTube at Meet Your Neighbor. You can go check out those videos and there'll be, you know, places in the links where you can find me a little bit more fantastic john yes. thanks for being part of the show today of course all right and again we're going to link everything over at whbby.com we're out of time my goodness the show has flown by in a blink of an eye so here's what we're working on for monday we are back and we're talking with bringing it to you straight new financial responsibilities that college students are facing is our topic of discussion also our fraud focus is back we're going to talk about scammers taking advantage of student loan forgiveness the community foundation for the fox valley region also chimed in on converting complex assets into charitable dollars and Apricity joins us during National Recovery Month. Conversations you will not want to miss all ahead on your Monday. Until next time everybody, have the loveliest weekend available to you and we will see you back here on Monday starting at 11. And the sunlight hurts my eyes If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.